In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. So today is the second week of the blessed month of, of Abib. And we started last week with speaking about the Apostles, um, but bef- because it was the Feast of the Apostles this last week, so this month focuses on the Apostles. And uh, anyone remember some of the things we said last week? Don't let your mind be a sieve. But remember, remember what we're talking about. It's important every week that we remember. What was this? Laziness. Ah, laziness, uh, forgetfulness, and ignorance about the sins of the soul. I'm going to from time to time test you. Uh, I can test you about the Pauline epistle. Who wrote it? What was it? Galatians, the opening chapter of Galatians. And the reason why we're reading this, or one of the reasons why we're reading this uh, this week is because uh, in honoring St. Peter and St. Paul, St. Paul is discussing his own calling to, to be a servant of God. And he says, um, I, I'm not doing this to please man or else I would not be a, a, a servant of God. But what I received, the gospel, the good news, what I received, uh, I taught it. You know about my former conduct. You know about uh, how I was in the church. But when it pleased God, he said, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me or to reveal his son through me. Both of those translations work. He revealed his son in me uh, that I might preach him among the Gentiles. And uh, he speaks about his conversion. And then he says, they glorified God in me. And it's not that we glorified Paul, but we glorified the God of Paul. We worship the God that Paul preached, the God that Peter preached, the God that the apostles preached. Uh, Christopher read the Catholic epistle. It was taken from which, from which book? Jude only has one chapter. We read the, the, the last part of it. And he talks about the people of this world, uh, murmurers, complainers, walking according to their own lusts, uh, and they mouth great swelling words. He says, but you remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. How they told you what was going to happen. There was going to be mockers and people coming in the last days. He says, but you, beloved, building yourselves upon your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Those four things are critical for us. First, building ourselves on our faith. When we say in the beginning, peace and edification. Edification is the building up. And St. Paul always speaks about building up as if we are all bricks in a church and we're being built up into the church. He says, build yourselves on the faith. Let the faith of God be your foundation. The word truth in the Hebrew understanding, means something on which can be built, something that can be foundational. 
a stone, a rock. Christ said we are to build our house on, on rock and not on sand. So that faith, all of our actions, all that we do, all that we think about, everything is being built on this most holy faith. And then praying in the Holy Spirit, which is for us prayer always must be to the Father, through the Son, in the Spirit, a Trinitarian uh, formula for prayer. So we're always praying in the church, to the Father, through the Son, in the Spirit, and keeping, and he says, keep yourselves in the love of God. Keep yourselves in the love of God. That's another way of saying we love God and we love one another. This is how we maintain ourselves in the love of God. We love one another and we love and we love God. And we keep ourselves in this love by following His commandments. If you love me, Christ said to us many times, and St. John always picked up on this, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. And His commandments are not as restricting as we think they are. We think the commandments are just putting us into a box. I can't do this, I can't do that. But the commandments are there to give us the extreme freedom of humanity. The radical freedom of humanity. Radical meaning from the root. And why, why am I saying this? Because the freedom that we receive as humans, when we go out of the, outside of the commandments, we begin to be enslaved. We begin to become less than human. We begin to, to become less than the saint. And we're going to talk about what it means to be the saint today. And then uh, in the Acts of the Apostles, uh, the freeing them from the prison doors, telling them to go stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life, meaning the, the eternal life, the everlasting life. And then we have in the Psalms something, another theme that's going through. I'll read the first line of the Psalm from Vespers, the first line of the Psalm from the Morning Raising of Incense, and the first line from today. From Vespers. Blessed are all they that fear the Lord. Blessed are all they that fear the Lord. And then this morning. Blessed is the man who thinks on the poor and the needy. And then the psalm that was just read, blessed are the blameless in the way. This word blessed, makarios in the Greek, this word blessed is, uh, another way you could say, happy is the man, or happy is the, the person. And that happiness is a happiness that can't come from anything in this world. Right? the one who fears the Lord, the one who thinks on the poor and the needy, in, in, in that way, giving to the poor and the needy, and the blameless in the way, the one who is trying to keep himself or herself from sin. This blessedness is what God bestows on the saint. On the saint. And this blessedness is what He bestows on those who are struggling to become saints. So there's the saint and the one who's struggling to become a saint. And at the end of our gospel response right now, after the gospel's read during most of the year, we say, 
Blessed are they in truth. The saints of this day. Each one, each one according to his name. The blessedness that they receive, we proclaim. And we have to see what does it mean to be blessed. Christ here gives us an example of a little child. This was revolutionary for the, for the time and place when Christ was preaching. Children were the, 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 the lowest of society. You could kill a child and it was not... We would never kill children, <laughs> right? So don't worry about that. But you, that, in that society, in Roman society, you had men uh, and then you had uh, women and they had to be of a certain status. When St. Mary calls herself... A, hand, a, a, a female slave she put herself she says behold the handmaiden handmaiden is a nice way of saying female slave and she put herself at the bottom of society and children were also there at the bottom of society not to be thought about not to be considered not to be taken into consideration in any way children are not the cute things that we play with children excuse me children are uh, were, were part of uh, a future but they were at that time, not realizing what they, what they were to become. They were not looked at at the same level as human beings, as, as men were looked at in Roman society. So when Christ says, unless you become as converted and become as little children, he is completely changing the way society is looking at the child. And he's talking to us in the church now, even in the 21st century, giving us an icon to look at, to understand how do we enter into the kingdom of God? How do we become great in the kingdom of God? It's a good question that they asked. Who then is greatest in the kingdom of God? Sometimes all we want to do is just get in. right? All I don't care. I don't want to be front row. I just want to be there. I don't want to be in hell. So whatever I have to do, whatever is the least I have to do, <laughs> In order to get into heaven, that's what I want to do. I don't want to do anything more. I'm not looking to be an overachiever here. Heaven, and then we have to think about heaven in different ways. Everyone's going to be happy. It's all going to be uh, well and good. We could say there's all going to be uh, equality in heaven. Yes, yes, and yes. But this question about who is greatest in the kingdom of heaven is not about pride but it, it's about uh, accomplishment. It's about who is going to accomplish the Christian life or how can one accomplish the Christian life in the best way, right? Not in the least way. Not, as, not, not the least that I have to do. What's the least amount of prayer? What's the, the least amount of fasting? What's the least amount of time I have to spend in the church? That all is not... It's the exact opposite of this question. But for, for Christ now to put in front of us the icon of a child we understand the child in many ways the child is humble in the sense that you can reprimand the child and he'll or she'll learn from that uh, lesson and we can say it a different way they're teachable children are teachable Um, how teachable are we as when we come to be adults it's a different story you know, if someone tells you, do this, don't do that, and your immediate reaction is, don't tell me what to do, right? Then, then I'm maybe not as teachable as a child. Uh, I'm not as forgiving. I'm not as loving. 
yesterday I had an interesting interaction. I was uh, went to In and Out for the first time since the fast, since I came to California. So it was, it was nice for me to be uh, reacquainted with that taste. Uh, as we were inside, um, short man with lots of tattoos, and you know the tattoos that kind of are above the neckline and above the jawline and above the earline. You know th- that type of an individual, the type of individual that you. Um, you know, when, when, when you go in, you see them, you, you kind of bring your kids a little bit closer to you just to make sure. I'm not, I mean, I'm just saying what the, the gut reaction was. But as I was staying there, standing there and we were kind of moving around, I got in his way. Right? So I was like, you know, not really sure what was going to happen. And he said, excuse me, Father. And he walked right past me. And then, and he had a nice smile on his face. And I was like, wow, I, I had, and he had a nice soft voice. So you, you can never judge a person from the outside. A child, I imagine, would not see the things that I saw or judge the way that I saw. A child would not judge in that, in that regard. And uh, so it's always a good lesson for us to remind ourselves what a child sees. And that means we've got to hang around children. We've got to be with children. We have to have children in the church with us. Um, and when we begin to approach Christ as a child, we open up ourselves to becoming childlike which is not against becoming an adult right an adult can still be childlike and that of course is different from childish we don't want childish we want childlike and there is an innocence that attaches to becoming like a child we can say it in a couple of different ways children can become fixated on the smallest things or fixated on uh, you can say not the smallest things but for them it becomes everything you buy them um, a a little toy and that is their world for a little bit Uh, you buy them uh, you know a piece of candy and they are you know very very excited about that when we become childlike towards the kingdom of God that means we're happy, we're excited, we're, we're looking forward to it. We are like a, like a birthday party, right? Uh, a child, if you have children or, know, or been around children, my children, I always have to tell them, please don't tell me every day how many more days it is until your birthday. Uh, I don't, don't want to know it's six months. I don't want to know it, this is your half birthday. I don't need to keep being reminded of that. But that's how excited and fixated they are on their birthday. Children are able to experience joy like adults can't experience it. And this is a sadness for adults. That we've lost the ability to experience joy in its, in its, in its purity. Meaning joy that nothing can take away. A joy that, that fills us and, and stays with us. This joy is what, what uh, is, is what attracts people to Christianity and is what we must regain. And the children, for us, uh, we put inside of, uh, in front of us as an example. Now, now, not all children are childlike. Some children are very selfish, very jealous. There's, a, there's evil that needs to kind of be uprooted and tossed away. It's just a fact. And that's why we, we teach children and we build them up and we correct them. But all adults must be childlike. That's what, that's what Christ is saying here. Children might not be childlike. They'll learn to be 
to, to understand what it means to be a child. They are just children. They just are, are doing what they do. But for us, we are again trying to become like children, to be teachable and obedient to the Word of God and to deeply desire and to deeply strive to have the Son of God revealed in us and through us, through our actions, through our words. Kids can be passionate about anything. And if they are passionate, they will make you passionate about it. If they talk to you about a sport, if they talk to you about a game, if they talk to you about an instrument, whatever it is that they are passionate about, they'll speak to you about it and they'll make you passionate about that. Here's another example of how we can be passionate children or childlike in that sense that we are looking for the kingdom of God. Now, I said we were going to talk a little bit about a saint because I want to connect what it means to be childlike with the saints. Uh, you know, you look at Emba Bishoy, you look at St. Shenouda, you look at the apostles, any saint you put in mind, St. John Chrysostom, and it, you don't really highlight the fact that they were, you know, innocent or childlike, whatever. You never, that's never a description. You don't find that in a doxology about a saint where they say this child was this saint was childlike right it's not one of those characteristics that we pull out nevertheless we say about these people that they are saints and so we have to understand kind of connecting the two the saint with what it means to be uh, childlike and to be great in the kingdom of heaven first off the saint is an ordinary person the saint is a normal person. In fact, uh, what I was always taught in my church, what my father, spiritual father, always taught us is that not to be a saint, that is what's abnormal. That is what is um, less than human. The saint is the normal human being. The sinner or the one who is not striving to be a saint is less than normal. So that... That having said that, how do we place ourselves in that? Because we are supposed to be the community of saints. The sinner is always struggling in his life or her life. Um, sorry, let me say that again. The saint is always struggling in his or her life. We call Saint Beshoi the perfect one. We, we speak about Saint Mary as being perfect. And there are many other saints that we talk about being perfect. What's that perfection? And the way that we understand perfection is a struggle, a striving, a continuing to improve. Saint Beshoi, who we call perfect, there's one of, from one of his sayings, uh, one of his most beautiful sayings. He said, I never let the devil trick me twice. I never let the devil trick me twice. If he tricked me once and I fell into sin, I learned my lesson and never allowed that to happen again. And that is where perfection lies. And that is where the heart of the saint lies. And that St. Paul said it in, the, in Philippians. He said, forgetting what is behind and striving for what is ahead, I, I don't have the exact words, but I continue, I pursue, and he's talking about perfection. I press on towards that goal of perfection. This is how we are to live our life. And the saint is the one who discovers himself or herself 
to be truly in relationship with God, in relationship with his brother and his sister, or her brother and her sister. The saint is the one who knows his relationship or her relationship with God. That's not easy, because oftentimes we know, yes, I am a Christian, but to embody that life in the day-to-day takes struggle, takes effort. Saint Anthony spoke about a nameless individual who God revealed to him and that nameless individual that God revealed to him God revealed it to Saint Anthony to say this person is equal to you so don't think that you're doing anything special in the middle of the desert who was that person? that person was a doctor sorry that doesn't mean doctors are but it's not about the profession but it was an individual a doctor by profession and it said that he did his work he gave what he didn't need to the poor and it said every night he sang holy, holy, holy with the angels every night he sang holy, holy, holy with the angels and what's, what part of that is the, is the saint part of that the saint part of that of course it's the lifestyle and the actions but that the person returns at the end of the day not to say I'm tired, I've done a lot today I've been working hard in the office and I gave all my, my money to the poor and so now I'm just going to relax with this you know, cup of tea and just watch a TV show or something no, that saint continues to understand his or her relationship with God to say holy, holy, holy meaning you are holy I am trying to be holy you are holy and I am trying to be holy. The saint is trying to be holy. And if you know the Greek word, agios, agios, do you know, and you know the meaning of that Greek word, you'll understand what holy means. So, geo in Greek, geology, what does that mean? Geo. Geology. Earth. Earth. Geo is earth. A, the A is the negation of that word so agios not of the earth not earthly holy means not earthly and so we're striving and struggling to be not earthly and I know that I've I've, I've, I've gone a little bit long in the sermon uh, but forgive me the idea and what my goal of today's sermon is to point through to the gospel call Christ's call the good news that is being shared with us today to become childlike and to put the saints in front of us, like Saint Beshoy, who in his simplicity, even though he knows Christ is going to appear, chooses to uh, serve uh, an old man who cannot walk, or he washes the feet of a complete stranger, only to recognize that this stranger is Jesus Christ. He did courageous things that were against what people would think is, is, is safe, is, is appropriate, uh, the, the helping somebody when you know that there is Christ in the mountain, you'd say, you know what, he'll be okay, I'll throw a couple dollars there and I'll uh, go and, go and uh, see Christ and then come back. I mean, sometimes the way we think about things, we have to step back and say, what, what are the commandments of God? How can I best show my love for Christ in this situation? And for kids, it's easy. Not all children do the right thing at the right time, but once they know what the right thing is, it's easy for them to make that choice.
some of them don't choose, some of them choose not to, but they know they're doing something that's not wrong. They don't forget, they don't make excuses, they don't say this is not uh, something that applies for me. When they know to do something that's right and what's good, and that's what we have to also encourage and remind ourselves constantly. So taking the example and the icon of the child and meditating on that, let us examine ourselves and see how am I childlike? How am I becoming a saint? Working towards becoming a saint. Knowing that the saint is the normal person. The saint is the normal human being in the right relationship with God and the right relationship with one another. And by the way, I'm not bringing down the saints and saying what they didn't do is extraordinary, but what I'm doing is encouraging all of us that we can become saints. And in my short short time of being a priest, I have realized this time and time again that the saints are those that are sitting in the congregation, in the seats. There are people among you, and I'm sure you've experienced this in the various churches, there are people among you who are the saints. And it is good for us to take their blessing and to learn from them. But may God give us the characteristics of children. May He, through His Holy Spirit, allow us to deepen our love for Him and for one another, to become the saints. Let us look for the, at them as examples. And as we grow in our faith and as we are becoming adults, let us not forget that it is the humble and the innocent and the pure in heart, the ones that are looking to God, who are the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, or as Christ says, who enter into the kingdom of heaven. To God be the glory now and ever into the age of all ages. Amen. Amen.